good technique, he will be elite. If his technique becomes great, after he's good, then he's a Hall of Famer. Fighting through contact, fighting through offensive line, beating the double team, multiple moves stacked into one, just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, it's actual football talk. It's a football show, it's about football, not storylines. And you are listening to another edition, the 54th edition of Blue It Splits. Um, I'm going to be recapping the Jets, what was it, uh, 24, 23 to 16 when I, I forget the score. They, they won by um, about, a, about a touchdown. So I'm just going to pull this up real quick again. <laughs> At this point, it's just funny. It's just funny to me. Uh, but this is this is why um, you never know what can happen, especially in a COVID year. Uh, said the Rams because golf sucks, and said the Browns because I thought they were overrated. They have a negative point differential. Um, at this point, it doesn't matter uh, with the with the Jets. Um, you know, winning this. Well, I guess it does technically matter because if the if the Jaguars were to beat the Colts next week. Um, then the Jets could have had the pick, but I, I, I doubt they beat the Colts. Obviously, with the Colts fighting for playoff a playoff spot, um, losing to the Steelers next or last week, so um, they'll most likely lose. So it is what it is. Listen, the Jets might win two, three games. Um, they should have beat the Broncos. They should have beat you know the Pats the first time. Um, they sh- you know the the Chargers. They should have won, at least won all two games with with a competent head coach. So um, you know it is what it is. Obviously, you want Lawrence, but at this point, we have to we have to move on. Um, to, you know, the other, uh, co- uh, well, one coaching candidates, two quarterbacks, cause the coaching candidates going to decide if he wants to roll with Donald or wants to move with a, with a quarterback, which obviously for me, I'm going to, uh, bet on the new coach to want to tie himself to a new quarterback and not have to say, okay, well here, here's a fourth year quarterback who is damaged, uh, you know, give him a $25 million, ex- uh, fifth year option extension, whatever. Uh, in July, I believe it's in July, um, and see if we can make that work. I, I just, I just don't see that happening. One, because uh, he's damaged. You have to pay him soon. Two, three. If the Jets are better next year, which you're not expecting them to be at the number two pick, the number three pick, you don't know who's going to emerge as a quarterback. You know, you have two two guys in Fields and Wilson at you know the number two pick who are um, worth it. You know, to some people, obviously, I've been I've been looking into it a little bit as well, as well, and I'll, we'll do that more in the off season. But um, you don't want to just assume, okay, well, we'll 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 pick at fifteenth, and if Donald's not the answer, then we'll just trade, you know, multiple first round picks to get back up to where we were last year. You should have just took a quarterback last year. And a lot of people will say, oh, well, the uh, you know the team's not ready for a quarterback. I I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I don't think it's as bad as some of those Geno Smith Jets or the the you know, the 2012, whatever Mark Sanchez jets. I don't think it's like that. I, I, especially if you add a couple of guys this year, um, considering the cap space that they have, if you, if you add a tuning or sheriff, you add a, another receiver, you know, um, in free agency, you add an edge rusher, you, you have, you know, you still have the second first round pick. You have a second, you have two thirds, like they can add plenty of talent. I think, you know, is it, is it a Super Bowl roster? No, but if you have, you know, Becton, Becton, Fant, Tooney, um, and even let's say, you know, Greg Van Roten and govern, like that's not ideal. Like maybe they, maybe they, they, you know, get a guy, Trey Smith or something like that in the beginning of the second round, you don't know, but 
even if that's the line. And then, you you know, you add a receiver and you bring back Perryman. It's Perryman, Crowder, Mims, and another guy, whether it be draft or free agency, like a mid-tier guy. Like, that's it's not a bad offense. It's it's not ideal, but it's definitely not – It's it, that could be a middle-tier offense with a good coach. I'm, I'm pretty confident in that. So, um, I, I think quarterback's definitely, definitely the answer. Um, I, I don't want to have to give up assets to get back up there. And I think Donald has shown enough um, this year to prove that he's not going to be – um, the guy here and, and there is a possibility that he could be the guy somewhere else. Um, I, I think as an average type guy in these last couple of weeks, he hasn't thrown picks, but he's been like this week, you know, tw- uh, 16 for 32, two touchdowns, a lot of short dink and dunk stuff. Um, you know, the two touchdowns, you know, say what you want about them that they were, you know, one was a completely blown coverage and one was a good, um, design on like a, on a rub route. So, um, they weren't overly impressive to me, and I'm I'm fair either way uh, with plays that are impressive or not impressive. I don't try to sugarcoat things uh, either way. So, wasn't overly impressed um, with him this game. And again, I don't think there's been one game where it's been like, oh my god, this game is really good. You know, he's had an average game or two. You know, with last week, this week, probably the 49ers games, the only games were like near average. But other than that. Um, there was really not enough this year. Um, and a lot of people will say, oh, well, it's the targets. It's the, it's the, it's the offensive line. It's Gase, um, which has some, some contributing factors to Donald, especially in the, in the first two years. But this year, the offensive line is better. The weapons are a little bit better. And again, there are times where on film, um, he, he's missing these open guys. He's looking at them, afraid to pull the trigger, not smooth stepping on the pocket, bad mechanics, gun shy, or, or sometimes tries to risk it and throws into double coverage. And if you were saying that, you're probably not one of the people who's been here since the beginning of the season because we highlighted every single week um, on the show. And with that, with that being said, uh, actually, I forgot to pr- promote the, uh, what is it called? Live stream this Monday coming up. Uh, I don't know if you're going to be listening to this or this is go up Wednesday night or Thursday morning or whatever, but um, Monday night with myself and Kyle Smith. Hope to hear from some of the callers again. Great last time. Talk at the end of the season. I think by Monday night, uh, Gase will be fired. We'll talk some coaching candidates. We'll talk some of those things, which when they do hire a coach, you will get a deep dive um, into their offense, their defense, whoever the D coordinator is, et cetera. So, which by the way, uh, let's see if you can see this. Yeah, this is the, f- so like I said, uh, this is 2019 and 2020 fields. So for the people who are looking forward to these, I'm not even, I'm not even halfway through fields. I don't think, or maybe I'm close to it, but maybe not, but I got 60 plays of field fields already. Talk about his throw elbow down. It's uh, obviously talk about mechanics, pump, uh, beautiful TD pressure needs to set smooth leans over lead yeah so we're we're gonna get into a lot of stuff with fields and then wilson i I think i'm about halfway done and i got about 60 plays of him as well so this is just a little you know preview for what's coming in the offseason i've been working on this stuff as well as these shows uh wilson's at like what 70 68 plays um over over stride he has that you know me personally right now i'm a a wilson guy over fields um I think I think Fields has a really really high ceiling, a super high ceiling, but um, it's not one that I'm going to bank on him reaching uh, from from the film I've watched. Wilson, I think, is the the, the lower floor um, prospect and still a relatively high ceiling. I know people are comparing him to Mahomes and stuff like that, and Josh Allen and all this stuff. He doesn't have the arm of those guys. Um, he has a he's a good arm. It's not it's not Mahomes. It's not Allen. Uh, the mobility, like, oh, his mobility is 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 great and stuff like that. He's a, he's a good athlete, but you don't want him running consistent 
read option, but like rollouts, you know, nakeds, uh, a read option here or there, some RPOs. Like, yeah, he can, he can do that stuff. But he's he's not Josh Allen, the runner, not Josh Allen, the thrower. Um, he's not Mahomes, the thrower. He's 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 not the magician like Mahomes is, even though he does throw us from some different arm angles and things like that. Um, but you know, in terms of like Allen, like he he's making a lot more tight tighter uh, window throws than Allen did in college and anticipation throws and the arm angles and the arm slots and the way, and the way he gets vertical off of his lead foot or his right foot when he's rolling out. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of mechanical things I like. There's some mechanical things I don't like with Wilson as well that he needs to fix. Uh, he needs to be a little bit more, um, not gun shy, but when, when, when the pocket is breaking around him, he can't just decide to throw it up into double coverage and expect the receiver to make the play because so it will not work. And, um, you know, the NFL, like it works at BYU fields. There's a ton of issues, but some of his, the arm strength, um, the mobility, the, uh, there's, a, there's a lot there in terms of the physical makeup. Um, I've heard some people say, oh, he has a great touch on the ball and he has good accuracy. I don't agree with that. I, I see some lack of accuracy. I see some lack of touch, knowing how much heat to put on the ball, <clears throat> throwing over intermediate. Um, there are some issues there too. So we're going to get into a lot of that stuff that will come later in the offseason. That'll most likely be after I do the coach, after I do the defensive coordinator, the offensive coordinator. Um, if it's a defensive head coach, if it's Wink Martindale they hire, let's just say, um, which has been floating around, uh, I'll, I'll do his defense. I'll break down the Ravens defense. Then whoever the OC is, I'll break down their offense. Um, obviously, Gase is going to get fired. There's the, it came out yesterday. Oh, you know, the, the, it's been circling around the Jets camp that he's going to get fired. Uh, Gase was asked about it today, and he said uh, that he at first he's heard about it. I don't think Gase is being asked about it. But yeah, I heard I was getting fired. Like that's just not what happens. So um, don't be overly concerned. Uh, he's they've known he's been getting fired for a while. <clears throat> I think the Jets did screw it up in certain aspects. Like, if you're going to fire him, why, why even give him the, the Browns game um, in terms of, oh, well, if he, if he loses the Browns game, we're going to fire him. Why not just fire him after the Browns game? Like, that that game really mattered if he won to keep him for another week. Like, get a get a head start on your coaching search. But <clears throat> regardless, um, let's get into some of the, the film. <clears throat> 42 plays, one game left. Again, don't forget about the live stream. Um, the Jets are again locked at the number two pick, so we could, we could root for them to win this week if you want to. If not, then who cares? Uh, I know some people are afraid to root for the win because they're afraid that that Gase might come back if that's the case. But <clears throat> don't worry, he's he, there's no way he's he's coming back. So um, let's get into the film. By the way, you could say goodbye to the facial hair next time you see me. Uh, December's ending. Can't can't grow anymore at work. That they will not. They will not allow. They will not stand for it. Let's see. So I'm going to set my windows and let's get into it. Two more games of this. I'm so ready for the offseason. So ready to review free agents. So ready to review quarterbacks, you guys. Um, I'm sure uh, seeing that Wilson and, and field stuff in, in my queue is more exciting than uh, watching week 17 second win <laughs> against the uh, Browns. But I try, to, I try to keep it to the point where we're doing more of a heavy focus on the young guys, the guys who may or, you know, may be here in the, in the future, you know, um, when I look at these plays, I'm not going to do heavy, you know, uh, whoever's old on this team. Um, there's a, I guess it, actually there's a lot of young guys on this team relatively. So, um, that is, I guess, pretty important, but like Henry Anderson, like, you know, I'm not gonna do a ton of plays on Henry Anderson, like who cares at this point, but because the Jets won, 
which the score was what 27 to 27 to 16 or, or I mean uh, 23 to 16 yeah that's what it was I had to check I, I completely forget if it was 24 or 23 um start from the duds I mean the studs sorry I'm not used to saying that um Jets win two in a row maybe make it three um, I'm rooting for the Jets this Sunday personally because I want to see the 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 Bill Belichick led Patriots have their first double digit loss season since 2000 I believe I believe it was 2000 2001 uh, I'm pretty sure it was 2000 so um, that I'll be rooting for that you know I always like to see the Patriots lose and uh, it doesn't matter if we win at this point and um, you know say what you want it doesn't matter a ton but you you like to see the guys who are going to be here you know a little bit more uh, happy you know. Doesn't matter a ton. No, not really, but it is nice to be able to root for the team a little bit. Um, the number three stud of the game, I did the slot receivers. I did per, a position group. Um, Crowder, seven receptions, 92 yards, one touchdown, uh, what, 40 yards passing, whatever it was for a touchdown, which, by the way, if I started Crowder in my fantasy league, I would have won the championship. Uh, A.J. Brown projected like 16 points, got me eight. IU projected 15, got me like six. Uh, Hawkinson projected 12, got me – got me six like it, it sucked it sucked uh i i needed to start crowder over dj Moore or something like that more or i you can brutal brutal i hope you guys did well in your fantasy playoffs if you uh if you if you were in a position to 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 uh to win the league or at least at least win some money back um barrios three receptions 60 yards i one touchdown i only got three plays of them again gonna keep it pretty short it's the end of the season uh i don't want to do a four-hour show for you guys maybe next season when when uh zach wilson led jets i'll, I'll be doing 60 70 80 plays uh barrios 17 yards back to herndon um a lot of screen plays for for barrios again nothing overly impressive um reading the blocks is is a, is a good thing though uh i do appreciate the the blocking of Ty Johnson of um, Herndon right here, who does a good job with it, with his arm angle, nice, uh, you know, pulling him in tight. Uh, Becton gets out wide, um, gets his hand on 56, completely throws him out of the way. Isn't ready for the pop from 42, gets laid out again. Second time this year, which is okay. He, he did his job. He completely moved this guy outside. Good job by Barrios, obviously reading the blocks. Gets up field 17 yards. Um, not much to that. Some good blocking. Barrios followed the blocks, read the blocks. and and um, he obviously, you know, got picked up the 17 yards. So positive. Um, he's a he's a he's a fifth, sixth string receiver. Hopefully next year, not seeing a ton of reps. But when you when you do when you do play him, running him, run him on some screens. He's a little he has some quick twitch to him. Punt returner things like that. If he holds on a punt returner job, uh, to be honest, I think he's disappointed a little bit this year in terms of punt returning. Uh, hasn't had any overly productive um, games in terms of punt returning. I always said that it comes to the top of my head. So uh, Crowder, Barrios, Gase creative. Yeah, it's funny that Gase is now getting creative. And some people are like, oh my God, Barrios was in the backfield. That's 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 the first time I've seen this this year. That's not true. Uh, Barrios, they've actually run Barrios out of the backfield um, numerous times this year. It's just people aren't paying attention. So um, single back, obviously they, they, they run the, the jet sweep into a reverse. So it's a reverse pass. Um, Crowder, obviously comes from the top of the screen right here a beautiful ball like this is this is a good ball for a quarterback like and and the and the funny thing is he actually has some relatively good technique like the fact that he starts to loop upfield to get his to get his lead foot is is well the his throwing his uh, his right foot in this situation on the run um driving towards the target and then he even pops vertical gets gets a good shoulder angle gets square to the target where he's throwing it like this is actually he actually has some pretty good technique on that throw i'm not gonna lie 
um, leads Barrios literally perfectly, and Barrios runs in for the touchdown. Um, great job by Crowder. Um, good job by Barrios. Uh, they, they're running like a, looks like a cover three. Um, and he and he's his only. He's I think he's the only threat for the number one. So that's why he follows. It seems like the rule that the Browns have for this. Um, the 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 uh, the cloud the the cloud or the curl flat right here gets his eyes into the backfield and Barrios does a good job kind of just altering his pace of running um, to not threaten this guy. You see how you see how as his eyes are on him, you see Barrios kind of just like lackadaisically just running, and then as soon as his eyes come off, now he starts sprinting on that wheel. And again, Crowder, good ball, good catch, touchdown, good, well-designed play. Um, let's see this throw. Yeah, man, like this is – there's obviously some type of stuff can be improved. Like you don't like, – Let's. I guess let's get into the throw a little bit. The fact that he's driving towards square, um, you want to see even the, even the swing of this foot um, helps him maintain his his balance. You 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 want to see guys kick through like that? It helps them maintain their balance, um, and stay square. This arm is a little bit wide, but overall, pretty pretty good throw or pretty good technique, and obviously a, a fantastic ball. So good job by Crowder. Good job by Barrios. Totally in one play. Um, both of them had a, a positive right there. Twenty eight. Let's see. Last play for these guys. Uh, Crowder split release top of the screen right here press coverage and again if you're expecting aggressive press the split release this foot's going to come up halfway this foot's going to go back halfway because um, if you are expecting aggressive two-hand punch aggressive one-hand punch they're going to get a little bit off balance because they're expecting you to be you know in this situation a yard away and then you become a yard and a half away they start to lean a little bit you defeat the hands you run the you know obviously um then you have them off balance, uh, you know, at the start of the uh, release. So a huge positive with that. Obviously, this guy does not shoot his hands. He does backpedal, um, which allows Crowder to free release inside. Um, they're running like a mesh over. I believe it's like a mesh overs. Yeah, mesh overs. And Crowder does a good job with this route, not just cutting it flat right here and then allowing him to 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 uh, jet stream him, as, as it's called. Um, instead, he pushes vertical a little bit, allowing the the natural rub of the mesh concept to set in place. So he pushes vertical, then breaks. That's important on a mesh. A lot of guys, a lot of young guys will just cut it flat and this guy will go right to his hip. But because he's pushing vertical, he's trying to stay up on the upfield shoulder a little bit, um, again, which allows this pick to, 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 to work, um, the natural rub. Catch, turn up field. Um, for a smaller guy, Crowder breaks some good arm tackles. Um, Darnold, decent job. Reads left. Doesn't see his guy open in the flat. He's going to read Herndon. I think the good thing with the mesh, like you could you could wait a little bit if you have time in the pocket because you know you'd assume that the guy's going to keep their speed. Good job reading uh, Crowder, seeing that he's he's more open than Herndon. Throws the ball. Not great technique. This is a relatively easy throw, but definitely not the best technique against stepping the bucket. Um, not a lot of torque from that back shoulder. Um, obviously, he's throwing for an open stance. Doesn't drive off his back foot. You know, there's there's a, there's not a ton of good there from that technique. But again, good job by Crowder. Just turning outfield. Planting. Dipping the shoulder. 
reducing that, that, that contact um, that he takes from the DB runs for, you know, however many yards. Good job by, by the uh, Crowder. Definitely pushing the route. Good job at the release as well. Um, the number two, actually, I, these guys probably should have been two. I want to move them to two. Number three start of the game um, because the slot should be number two. Uh, I put the young DBs in here. I, I thought they did a pretty good job over, overall from this game, at least these couple guys that I put. Um, Arthur Mollette, I could have put another play of, of him in here, but I did not. Um, but overall, as the as a safety, like he he played some he played some corner, he could play some slot, he could play some safety. Um, this is a guy right now. If you and again, this is right now. If you maybe choose next year, is Mollette or Austin on the team? I, I, it depends on Mollette's age. I, is he twenty? Is he like twenty seven, twenty eight? So maybe that. Let's say Arthur Mollette age. Oh, he's 27. Yeah. If you ask me who to be on this roster next year, who's even more effective, I would say Mollette because he has versatility. Um, Austin is, is, is hyped up as a good tackler. He's not, uh, he might make a good hit or two, but overall he definitely misses tackles as well. So, um, is a big hitter, but a guy who misses a good tackler, I don't think so. Maybe he's an impactful tackler when he tackles, but that's, that's not a good tackler. Um, so let's see here. Jets run cover three. Seemingly cover three. Austin matches the one after, you know, usually you, you're going to match the one after they for like the zone match principles. If they go anywhere 10, uh, 10 to 12 yards past, you're pretty much locked up with them unless you have some type of switch or uh, Zaro call, whatever it may be. Um, good job by, by Mollette just staying over the route concept. They run this, uh, this like wolf concept, um, hawk concept, whatever you want to call it. Not going to get crazy to labels right now. He stays over the top, breaks to the upfield shoulder, closes around pretty quickly, and contests the catch point. Pretty good for, you know, that's a good safety rep. It's a solid safety rep for sure. Um, clean pocket. Not going to go over his throw mechanics. Uh, that's definitely something I'm going to do more. Something I realized I haven't done with Donald, uh, with Donald a lot. It went a lot of uh, lead step, back foot, hallway, uh, that stuff. But I, for the other quarterbacks, I am going to get more into overstriding and arm angles and uh, you know square to the target, throwing on the run, off platform, not off platform. With the other quarterbacks, I'm definitely getting more into that for uh, when I review them. But good job playing the ball. Contest point, gets the pass breakup. Um, or even if he did drop it, he contested the ball well. He forced the breakup. So good job, Bob Mollett right there. Definitely liked his game, um, this game. And overall, again, he's been playing pretty decently. So 13-33. Um, Hall, uh, this is not the best play from Hall, I guess. Bottom of the screen, he's most likely going to be a cloud. No, Bob's ruined here. Yeah, it's it's little things that that I want to see right here. Um, it's hard to tell what the defense is because it already gets sucked up. Um, the thing I could tell you is if he is in a shallow zone, which I, I it looks like he is. Um, if he was not, oh well, maybe. Who the hell is that on the top of the screen right here? Maybe it's a, a cover three, but they have him like an like an invert cover three or something where they have him in the cloud or cover three cloud. 
I don't, I don't know, but he, he he looks to be in a in a cloud. The, the curl to flat. Um, once he realizes that this is a play action, what I would like to see him do is is flip his hips and find a threat instead of kind of starting to cover grass right here, just gaining depth without knowing who's behind him. So you you'd see you know more experienced corners definitely, definitely even if they do get sucked up right here, just find the threat, get under the threat, um, force force them to go in a different direction. You don't want to just you know, get sucked up and, and now you're at the line of scrimmage with no awareness of what's behind you. So I do want to see him, uh, flip his eyes right there and, and obviously get his eyes onto that, uh, receiver tight end who, whoever it, it meant it might've been. So, um, overall the not having receivers, I find it hurt the Browns this game, but again, it is what it is. That's why it's, it's any week, um, especially COVID year. You have no idea. Um, hall rep. Okay. Oh, this is a uh, okay. Um, I don't know the uh, where the ball is at. If it's at if it's at the 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 white line right here. If he's on the line of scrimmage. If he's not, you know, if he's the Z or the X. Like I, I don't know exactly where the line of scrimmage is. I could tell you if the line of scrimmage is you know closer to the receiver. I definitely want to see him tighter. I don't want to see this no man's land shit. The two yards off. Um, I I just do not like that. You can't really get your hands on. The one thing I, I would I, I like from him is a little bit of a foot fire, running his feet, um, staying over his toes. I don't like. I want to see the hands more like on guard, like a like a tackle, a little bit more ready to strike. Um, obviously, in a fight, you're not going to drop your hands like that because you'll get punched in the face, and it takes a lot longer of a distance to get to their chest or to their face. Now, obviously, in a fight, so you want to keep your hands more ready. I do like that he stays square. I like that he that he starts to angle off his hips. He doesn't completely commit to the to, to bailing. Um, opens up with him, gets his hand on the shoulder. Uh, good job with all that. Squeezes him to the sideline, tries to find the ball. Um, realizes he's he's squirting past him a little bit, and then flips to look back for the ball. And it's um, and obviously he's not able to to make the reception because it's you know really uh, tightly contested. So I do want to see him find the ball a little bit better right here. Um. In terms of when he's this tight, if he's this tight, if he's over top, you can look back through the ball. If he's starting to go past you vertically, you de you definitely want to turn your hip into him and kind of kind of armbar him throughout his right arm right here and run to the sideline and find the ball. You don't want to look back to the to the ball through the receiver when you can't really look through the receiver. You know what I'm saying? So I do want to see him uh, have a little bit better ball skills here, but overall uh, a pretty good rep for, for Hall who. Um, again, he got beat up a couple of, uh, of plays or games or whatever, but for what he's been asked to do, um, as a rookie, you know, coming off the injury, uh, I'm, I've been very impressed with all, very impressed. Uh, Mallette. Pass deflection. I think he's cover two right here. Or no, is he not? Okay. Sorry. That's a different, that's a different thing. So they run um they run cover three. You have the deep third, deep third, deep third, and then the four unders. And Hall flips our uh Mollet flips to the strength first. Sees these two routes picked up, flips his eyes back to the uh, field side or the boundary side, 
sees the tight end, which again, in, in an ideal situation, or, or if the quarterback was really, really good, um, he'd probably have anticipation right here to throw this ball and float it over the linebacker to be open. So I would like to see Mollette, you know, stay a little bit more square and kind of read what's open over the middle instead of being so locked to this other side. So he could, he could improve, but um, overall, good job finding the threat at this point and now closing around quickly to get to it and getting, getting the pass deflection. Um, again, a quarterback with a really good anticipation um, floats that ball right now to 81, you know, but he's, looks like he's reading him right here. I don't know why he goes off of that read. Mayfield's not good either. I don't like Mayfield. I don't like Goff. Um, there are guys who definitely around who I think are overrated. Lamar Jackson, I, I think is overrated um, by fans. The fact that he won MVP last year, I thought was a joke, but that that is what it is. Good pass deflection. Oh, bash and pressure too. I put that in here. Left edge. The left tackle, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, some of the pressures that they got, the left tackle is just not good. Like here, he doesn't really do too much. Angles inside, outside. The right tackle tries to throw his, his right hand, which is not going to be powerful at all. That's a terrible punch, terrible job opening the hips. And Basham is able to just defeat some of the um, poorly attempted, the you know, BT poorly attempted punch at the end right there while he's already bending the arc. Good bend, good explosion. Um, obviously gets the pressure. Good throw by Mayfield for the most part. Call it the the. I'm gonna go over this footwork more with with Fields, um, and with Wilson. But the footwork right right that he's using right here is called hook and replace. I'll get I'll go over that at a different time. Pass deflection. All right. <clears throat> Moving on. Two more plays from the young guys. Oh, one more play from the young guys. Sorry. Farley. And again, this is the guy I'm not going to review a lot. So whatever he does in a game, I'm not really going to put it in there. I'll mention him in good or bad, but I'm not going to do too much. Uh, I do not understand this defense. The Jets have done this a couple times where they run cover two and they they allow outside. I, I don't, again, I, I do not understand cover two allowing guys to have inside rele or outside releases. You have two guys inside, um, force them inside, force them in, inside to intermediate guys inside, force them inside inside to the to the post guys. It makes their jobs a lot easier. Um, the, the, you know, these deeper safeties. So I don't get, it has to be a coaching thing where they tell them to go inside leverage and let them have the outside. I, I don't understand it. it. It will not make sense to me ever. So you have Austin right here who literally just feet gets frozen inside and he just passes it right off. So what is, what's the point? What's like, what is the point of having a corner here to play trail? Like, and I, and obviously in cover two, you're allowed to play trail, but get your hands on force them inside so if they do run multiple routes, like let's say they, you know, they, they run three, like these two guys both run, uh, you know, one vertical, one seam route. Now, instead of these guys, you know, the, the tight end in the corner being, you know, uh, 15 yards apart, if you were to press them and shove them inside, now maybe they're only 10 yards apart and it makes his job easier to break on either route that's being thrown or, or you know, whatever. Like it doesn't make sense to allow them to have outside releases, but they continue to do it. Um, outside release. Mallette sees uh, Mayfield loading up to throw it, or sorry, fairly uh, sees him loading up to throw it, gets to the route to the catch point, lays a big shot, and uh, obviously forces the the incompletion. But I, yeah, I, I just don't get the, how they run cover two. Um, it, it's not good. It's I I, I don't know. Um, 
but again, good job because he just, you know, again, depending on if he wanted the Jets to win this game or not, which I think most people were kind of like, eh, you know, the Jaguars aren't going to win at this point. So I don't, I, like this game was not as heartbreaking to me as a Rams game because I just really did not expect the Jags to win another game. Um, it was close to the Bears. And I don't know if I said this last week, I put $500 on the Bears money line because <laughs> I'm in the mindset. And people, I pulled people at work uh, that and they, they thought I was absolutely nuts. I'm like, listen, dude, the Jets, if, because I thought the Jets were going to lose, obviously, you know, they're, they're one in 14. You think they would lose again um, right when they played this game? Oh, no, sorry, one in 13. Uh, the Bears win 500 on money line. It wins me like 200 bucks or whatever it was, 180. If the Jaguars win, we're back in front place for Trevor Lawrence, and I couldn't give a shit about $500. <laughs> like, that's, that was my mindset. So at least, you know, the Jags, the Jags lost, but I, I got some money. Um, if the Jets lost again, I would have put up probably a, like almost a thousand on the Colts this week. <laughs> That's not the case. So I was getting nervous when the Jags were about to win and the Jets were up. I was like, dude, if the Jets, if the Jets win and the Jags win and I lose money, like that is the worst case scenario possible. Um, good fit, good hit by, by, uh, fairly right there or Farley, uh, defensive front gets my number one set of the game. Um, Luvu, one sack. I'm going to bring up like a player or two of each of these guys. Uh, Luvu, since the last couple of weeks, since he's been playing more, has definitely been um, showing out. And it was confusing where last year he didn't really get a lot of reps. And I remember specifically me and Kyle Smith talking about it in well, last season, 2019, 2018, when he was playing a lot. We're like, dude, this, this guy's a good rotational player. Like, we like the aggression he brings, all that stuff. And then last year he didn't really see a lot of reps, um, which was confusing. And obviously through a lot of the weeks this season, he didn't see a lot of reps. And Again, just confusing, and he's been playing the last couple of weeks um, since Jenkins has, has went to IR, and he's been producing. Like he's he's been pretty solid. Um, right here, left edge looks like he's he's reading uh, run to pass or pass the run, whatever. Just widens out, seeing he's going to set the edge right here. If it's a run, he notices that it's not a run, or and if it's if it's not that he's not noticing that it's not a run, he notices he's he's only going to win to the outside. Um, a lot of a lot of linebackers um, have two gap responsibilities. They're supposed to read, you know, the A and the B. So he could have been uh, trusting Hager right here, Hager Hager, to read the B. Um, gets to the outside of the right tackle. He's not doing a good job right here with this punch, but widens out, widens to get away, double swipe, bend, 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 power through the bend a little bit through contact right there. And I don't really have a good angle of it. In no way that they showed this in a good angle, but he just get his, his hand on to uh, Mayfield as he's bringing that ball back. Pops right into Fadakasi's arms, and he catches it. Good uh, good awareness from Fadakasi. Good trip sack by um, Luvu. We'll put that in full speed. Again, pretty, pretty good athleticism here. He's an explosive athlete. He definitely is explosive. He's fast as hell. That's I, I like his game. I do. I like him as a depth guy. Um, him and Basham next year as depth guys, I'm, I'm cool with like, I think the outside linebackers, if it's, if it's, you know, let, let's say they bring back Jenkins cause you can't expect them to, to bring in a bunch of new guys. Will Jenkins resign conversation for a different day, but let's just say they bring back Jenkins. If you bring in a Judon, let's say, let's say they do hire wink and they get Judon, uh, a guy who I think might be a little bit overrated. I, I definitely want to dive into his film, but I, I think he produces because of the defense, not necessarily because of himself, but Again, that's that's very uh, baseline opinions of him. So I will review him. Maybe I'll like him more than I know. But like, like they had a Judon, they have Jenkins, and then you have you have Luvu, Basham, and Zuniga. You know, as your as your outside linebackers, depth guys. I'm cool with that. That's I think it's good depth. Obviously, you want a better guy than Jordan Jenkins. 
Um, as a starter, Jenkins is, is okay. He just disappears a lot. And I, I think he's not as disciplined as some people think he is. Um, moving on from, from Luvu, uh, Fado Kasi, uh, had a, ta- had a tackle and a half, uh, or one and a half tackles for loss. I should say Jesus, uh, one play of him run stuff. He did get moved a little bit this game. I will be honest. Um, there are some times in, in goal line situations, third and one, fourth and ones where they were running like QB sneaks and dives and things like that, where he did get moved a little bit. Um, overall, this is a good play though. Slanted one. Burst upfield, dents the post, as we'd like to say. Um, you want to dent the post and take on a double team because this guy's primarily responsible for your block. So you don't want to, you, you can like knife or try to knife through it. Um, there's a term for that. I'm blanking on, on it right now. Um, like diamond or whatever the hell it's called. But um, you do, uh, denting the post is a good technique when you're taking on combos. If you're noticing the, 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 uh, the combo coming hands on. And again, just, just, he, he has really good power, like core power, his size, um, widens out with the with the running back as they run this uh, like the zone lead. Torques them, gets them off balance, drives in the backfield, drives in the backfield. See that Hunt is cutting back, um, and just ragdolls the 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 uh, the center. Pretty much moves him wherever he wants to move him um, to make his way to to Hunt and gets a tackle for loss among other Jets who were swarming the ball. Uh, defensive front played hard this game. You have to, you have to be. Encouraged with the defensive front moving forward. It's something you could build around um, with, with guys like Fado Kasi, uh, John Franklin Myers, John Franklin Myers, and Q. It's a good starting unit. Um, the, you know, obviously, we got to see what the new coach is going to want to run, uh, whether it be four three, three four, uh, four three hybrid, three four hybrid, where it's basically which a lot of guys do, where some guys are one gapping, some are two. Um, it's not as like it was back in the '90s, early 2000s, where four three strictly single gaps and a and a, a three, four, strictly two gaps. Uh, I think Bill Belichick was a, like one of the primary guys responsible for hybrid defensive fronts. Um, so we'll see what the new guy does. Uh, again, Wink Martindale, we'll, we'll figure out who it is. I, I, if I had to bank on one guy, I know that name just came about yesterday, but with, with Joe Douglas's ties to, um, ties to uh, the Ravens, I, I think that's a, you know, a, real a pretty realistic option like the Campbells the Fitzgeralds out there are my primary guys you know even a cower um will those will those guys happen I'm not sure I hate Harbaugh but uh Wink Martindale guys respected um players like to play from apparently uh seems like a no bullshit guy wouldn't be the worst option in the world um even though I do prefer you know prefer some guys over him and obviously it's gonna be really important to his offensive coordinator is being a new head coach, I don't love the coordinator route. I would like to see a more experienced coach. Like I think a good, like if you were going to hire a um, a Wink Martindale, I'm not sure if he would take this because maybe he's waiting for a head coaching job to to open up or at least having control, uh, full authority over the defense. But let's say they hire a Wink Martindale and they 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 hire a Mar- Marvin Lewis as a DC. Uh, I believe he's DC or is he an OC? Whatever. I, I think he's a DC type guy. Um, I, I like that experience in the room with a new head coach. I don't want a bunch of young guys, you know, their first time together. So I, I don't think Marvin Lewis is a bad option for, for a coordinator spot, but as a head coach, you know, I'm not a fan. I would be higher on Marvin Lewis than I would be with that Adam Gase, but that, that would be very disappointing. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, Shepard is definitely a little bit like erratic with his hands, with his feet, with like connecting his hands and his feet. He, he can't, he, 
he tends to just like run at guys and kind of just like just not even like bully them in like a bull rush type of way, but just like he's just super aggressive. Um, two tech right here, obviously rushes the left guard and just continues to powerfully work his hands. Um, I do like that he comes underneath with this right hand and forks it. I'm not sure if that was by design or he kind of just throwing his hands regardless and got kind of lucky it landed on there. Um, if not, good job forking it, getting it off of him, the primary port of contact, and just continuing to work the hands. And again, he just trucks this this left guard right into Mayfield's lap who connects with the tight end. Um, but again, good good job, just good power. He has good power. Like that's that's his primary uh, trait is just he, he has really, really good power and really good effort. Um, Hager, you know, good job initially, you know, widening out, getting hands on, but his eyes can't get into that backfield like this. Um, he cheats into the backfield and just loses the tight end, even if it's just by a yard. It's enough, to, obviously, for the completion. So you want to see Hager play that a little bit better. Um, moving on from him. Oh, sorry, one more play of him. 22 of Shepard. All right. Uh, three tech, another fork. He looks like, in my in my opinion, he looks like it looks like he's going to penetrate the B gap. Um, if if this guy you know slid more outside, he's going to try to penetrate the B. But once he notices that 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 the right tackle, the left tackle, is going to commit to him, that's when it looks like he is he, he starts to rush him. Um, not sure if this is by design or not, but regardless, looks like he's going to get double teamed or at least two hands on him. Rushes towards the left tackle. Good leverage, really, really good leverage right here. Again, a little bit of he's a little bit erratic with like the hands and stuff like that, but um, he gets caught a little bit. But a really good job getting into his chest, leverage, and then this fork right here. See the left arm, left arm on right arm. Forks him upwards. Now the tackle's momentum is going outside. No point of contact. Has to re, re you know balance himself while he's going to shoot inside. Shoots inside sack. Really good job. Like he's playing better. This like the problem with him is where was he the first fourteen weeks? No, I know he's been he was buried a little bit. Um, and he started producing more these last couple of games, but he didn't produce when he was in. Um, more under Bush, maybe he's letting him. You know, I, 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 I see a little bit less stunting with with Bush so far. At least I'm noticing less stunting. So these guys are more penetrating, and I think they've been they've been better for it. Um, you know, the the shepherds. I, I think even Quentin Williams would be more productive under a guy like Bush. And some people are like, oh, bring Bush back. You know, no, <laughs> unless the new coach is going to say, hey, I want him as a DC, which I doubt. Um, they have their own connections, then then sure, but it's it's not going to happen. Uh, John Franklin Myers, this is a fantastic sack. Uh, he does a really good he 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 has a really good awareness of which guys are going to pick him that him up and which way their momentum is going to be going, whether it be like a slide or or man protection or whatever it may be. Like he knows right here um, that the right guard is most likely going to pick him up, and the right guard is going to step inside, so his momentum is going to be, go inside. So. He takes a step up field, but if you notice, the step is widened to explode off of the instep to 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 angle to the B gap because he knows his he's fighting the momentum of um or he's working against the momentum the inside momentum of the of the guard. So 
step upfield, but widens off of it in step. Good drive off of it. Good power. Paired with a double swipe again that he, that he loves to use. A little bit of a chicken wing right here to, to, to guard himself. And again, just straight line explosion that he has is a really nice sack. Tosses Mayfield. You got. I, I think he's a really he's a really good pass rusher. Um, Franklin Myers, I guess specifically, it's like a three tech. Um, you know, gets guards. I, I definitely like him. Run game definitely a little bit left to be desired. Um, in my opinion, gets washed out a little bit at times. But uh, overall, you know, he's he's a really productive pass rusher. You have him and Q, and even Shepard and Fadokasi in the middle, man. And, and and you add, you know, again the edge rushers this this year. I, I looked at the corners the other day. There's not a lot of corners. Like they're gonna have to sound like a depth guy, like a like, or not even a depth guy, like an Awuzier from the from the, uh, the the Cowboys is a good option to be like a starter. I, they're not gonna. There's no like Jalen Ramsey's out there, obviously. Well, Jalen Ramsey was traded for it, but there's there's none, none there's none of those guys. But like an Awuzier, some other guys out there. Like they need. I'm hoping they sign a corner. I'm hoping they uh, draft or not. I hope they draft a corner too. But some of those positions, the the corners, the the outside linebackers, um, I want to sign because I don't want to be in a position next year. You have to want to draft one of those guys. So I'm really hoping the Jets this year, when they are spending their money, if they're going to spend their money on four guys, you know, corner, outside linebacker, receiver, guard, is what I'm hoping they do. Um, I think they really will push hard for a Brandon Sheriff for a Joe Tooney. Um, the, the, the draft is pretty deep at receiver, so I get them not overspending. Maybe they bring in a depth guy, but the draft uh, outside linebackers tend to go quickly. Um, so I, I think outside linebacker guard is going to be huge for them in free agency. And that, that's with saying I don't love the the the, the class of free agency uh, outside linebacker edge because you know the, the main guys are Shaq Barrett who had like 20 sacks two years ago. This year, he hasn't been as productive. You have Judon, who I, I just don't love overall, again, based on opinion of him. Uh, Nagakwe has not produced since he's got traded uh, from the Jaguars. Um, so I don't love the edge rusher class, but at the same time, you don't want to bank on an edge rusher um, in the draft and then not have anybody. You know, the, the, the draft is deeper with corners, deeper with receivers. You could you could draft those guys. Um, ideally, you want to sign all those guys, and then you go into the draft and just do BPA and hit offense hard. Um, but edge rusher, I think, is going to be a huge priority along with guard and free agency. If I could sign two positions, that's what it would be. Um, because again, with the young quarterback, obviously, uh, guard's a little bit deeper this year. So I think I think guard receiver, you know, some of those guys, you're going to be able to to get some good guys rounds two and three, maybe even four. So um, I don't know where I went on that one or why I went there, but I did. Uh, 36, one more play from John Franklin Myers. If I seem a little bit lackadaisical, it is because I am. Uh, I am a, wit, a midnight shift worker, and I typically get like four hours of sleep. I just um, – if anybody works at midnights out there, shoot me, a, shoot me a tip or two. Jesus, like there's some days I could sleep like five hours in a row, which is great. But like today, like get, get to sleep by nine, wake up at 10, wake up at 11, wake up at 12, wake up at one. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm up. You wake up every hour because – you know, it, it's weird when you come home and work at midnight. If people don't, haven't done it before, your your body feels like tired, but it's like the the just woke up tired because it's daylight out. Where versus like nighttime tired, we can fall asleep for eight hours. Uh, I'm not taking pills, <laughs> by the way. If you're, oh, take some, take some freaking uh, what is it called? Uh, I forget what people take. Well, I know people take melatonin, but people take um, what's the next step up? I forget again. Drifting. Um, Bull rush right here. Um, 
two eye, loose one, right in that gray spot. Again, right guard steps inside. He just good, you know, he's patient right here. He evaluates his punch, sees his hands are dropping. You know, this is this is a position you do not want to be in, especially versus a guy with power. Um, the hands are not on guard like they're supposed to be. And he basically goes to just hug technique him. And John Franklin Myers is going to take that all day, comes in, tight elbows, and just completely just tosses this guy. Pass deflection, almost an interception. But you're gonna you're gonna go wide hands. Like look at the movement he creates right here. Right here. Literally knocks him back a yard and a half and then torques him to try to throw him even more off balance and just continues to work the hands and rush right towards Mayfield, gets the hand up. Good job freeing up that hand. Pass deflection, nearly a, a interception for, for a touchdown, um, or at least an interception if, if Zuniga could, uh, could catch it. Obviously not the easiest play for Zuniga, but nearly there, nearly there. Moving on uh, from him, uh, Basham got two plays of him. 32 and 40 rush win. Uh, I think this is more of the left tackle than, than him. In my opinion, if this is the play I'm thinking about the correct play. Oh, no, that's a good, that's a good pass. That's a good pass. Rush move. Yeah. I like this one, two steps up field. Um, typically when guys are going to like, you know, on average, I would say when guys take those two steps up field and then step inside, it's, it's usually for a bull rush or he really sells them for that one, two, step inside he knows that he's going to launch himself inside pairs that with a what club arm over yeah club arm over swipes it down to clear himself that look at that left arm just in case makes his way to mayfield almost gets the sack uh john Frank myers gets the pressure as well but really good pass rush over here one two stab outside club arm over yeah i like him as a depth guy i don't like his consistency though Uh, 40. Okay, one more play from the defensive front. Bash from force fumble. This is the play with the left tackle, just bad, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I got, again, John Franco Myers. I mean, uh, Basham doesn't really, there's not really much to this. Um, if anything, he drops his head a little bit, his hands come wide. A good tackle gets him in the chest right here and probably locks him up, let's be honest. Um, but because the um, tackle doesn't really shoot his hands effectively, doesn't really get a good base under him, um, he just gets bullied backwards. So he gets into his chest, but bullies him backwards, bullies him backwards, chases him down, eventually picks up the, uh, the, the, the strip sack. Good job chopping down on that arm. That's what you're taught to do, chop down on the elbow. Good job with that. Moving on. I thought Henry Anderson had a pretty good uh, game as well. Didn't really put a block plays of him again. This is another guy like him. The fair, the, the Farleys out there are not going to be on the team for much longer, so I'm not really going to put up a ton of plays. But the, the defensive front in totality did a good job, obviously getting pressures, getting forced fumbles, uh, shutting down the rush game, one of the strongest rushing games. I would say the best one-two punch in the league between Kareem Hunt and uh, – Nick Schaubin only allowing 18 rush uh, rush attempts, or not only allowing 18 rush attempts, but I should say only allowing 45 yards on 18 rush attempts is pretty good. Um, the duds of the game, uh, the number three, I'm actually going to go through offensive tackles. Uh, not the best game for Becton or Fant. Uh, Becton had a couple of nice plays in the run game that I will show, but overall um, their pass direction was not good. 
Um, and that's why if people were going to talk about drafting a penny school, I would rather move Becton to right tackle, um, in my opinion. Teams are typically like to run to the right side more um, with the right-handed quarterbacks. And if you had him more um, – it's not a more important role, but you typically see if it, if you if you rather have one or the other, you know the left tackle being the stronger pass blocker, the right tackle being the stronger run blocker. That's that's usually how it is. So maybe Beckton would move to the right side. He has done that before. Um, I don't think they're going to draft Penny Sewell. In my opinion, if the if the new Jets coach did want to, um, you know, build around Donald, which I, I really doubt a coach coming in again with a GM is going to to want Donald as their guy. Okay, you know have one year to prove it. If not, we have to go get a quarterback. That's what you're going to hit your wagon to. Uh, that can get guys fired pretty quickly where a rookie quarterback can buy you three, four years easily. So um, I just don't see that happen to be completely honest. I, I don't think it's his 50, 50 as people think it is. I think there's a 70, 75% chance the jets uh, draft a quarterback at, at the second pick overall. Um, as of now that could, that could, you know, increase that could, that could lessen, you know, we'll, we'll see as the free agency moves on. But, um, yeah, not a, not a strong game from them. Let's let's get into some of their plays. Uh, again, we'll be relatively quick. Back then, around allow run stuff. Um, so they run a uh, like a tight zone split. Um, my only problem with Beckton here is. He he works like he, when when guys get hands into his chest, he doesn't really work to defeat the hands. Um, Sheldon Richardson does a good job here, just you know, using that extension on him, um, controlling the chest. But Becton, once you can't really get your arms on him, you have to work to defeat that arm, and he's kind of just too um, lackluster in terms of okay, I'm just gonna work, I'm gonna work vertical and let him, you know, allow Sheldon Richardson to control his chest. Obviously, uh, Gore cuts off the backside of Becton, and because Becton's really never able to get his hips in front of the block or his hands on. Richardson, you know, controls him and it makes a tackle. Like that's a run stuff allowed on Becton. So I want to see a better job there. Um, again, he has things to work on. Do I still think he's top 10? Yes. Don't go crazy. I, I feel like I have to press with that every time because if, if fans love a guy, they love a guy and they'll attack you regardless of what you say, even though you're literally showing on film. So um, this one, uh, Beck, these are two good blocks, I guess. Becton, Connor McGovern. Mid zone. Jets are a heavy mid zone team. Back down with that zone zero step. Frames well, relatively good leverage, leaning a little bit from the hips, but again, he's a little bit he's a little bit taller, so he's gonna have to bend a little bit more like that. You have to consider he's six seven, so to get good leverage, he's gonna have to bend just a tiny bit more. Tighter elbows, lands his hands inside of Garrett, maintains contact. Look at the power he's driving through the ground. Really good, really good power generated through the ground, not just his, his upper body, and drives him completely outside. You know, yeah, Garrett's able to shed, but that's when Gore's already passed him. So, really good job moving Garrett right here. Timing of the punch, hands drive to that ground. You can tell how much power he's generated right, right here. That step, that left step into this right step is very powerful. Very, very powerful. Um, McGovern does a really good job here. Um, on this reach, uh, you have Elfline, who I don't know what is up with people on Twitter with Elfline, but people he, he has like two or three flashy plays a game where he knocks a guy on his ass, and then these like O line guys on Twitter are like putting up these plays of him. But I, and I know they're 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 not better than this, but like they 
they, they fail to put up the other 30 plays where, where he's not playing well or the other four, five, six pressures he allows. Like, I don't get what the infatuation is with putting up elf line pancakes because like, I guess he's a guy who has a high tendency to pancakes. So they figure it's an easy way to, to shout out a team. Like, listen, uh, you know, for the national guys, I get it because they don't have as much time. So um, if you are a national guy, and in my opinion, the best way to gain followers is to go to the positive from those teams. You're not going to want to go to a team and, and look up negative plays and put up negative plays. Nobody's going to click the follow button when you put up negative plays. When people say good, that's going to click the follow button. So that's why all the national guys tend to be more positive and put up more positive things of all, of all the teams because they get the followers. Um, that's obviously not what we're going to do here because that's just not what we're here to do. That's not what Jets X Factor is about. So um, good job by Elfline though, getting playing long, getting his hands on it and climbing to the second level and getting on that linebacker. So like, this is a good play by Elfline too. Um, good job with, uh, with McGovern bucket step, allowing him to work over his hip. Right hand comes into the V of the neck. Seemingly. You want to attack that midpoint, work past that midpoint, get that positional leverage which he does at first, but Richardson does a good job trying to, to kind of string it out. Um, but again, with it being a zone play, you're going to allow him to kind of run where he wants to go um, in this situation, at least. So he wants to go outside. What does McGovern do? Now he refits the right hand. He wants to, he's in an angle so far outside. You're not like the mistake for him here would be to continue to try to win the play side and allow him to now play either side. If he's already committed to this and you're not going to beat him to the outside, uh, run him out. To find that inside gap, get the right hand into the ribs, and he completely drives him outside. Really good job by McGovern. Good job by the whole the whole left side right there. Yeah, good job. Eleven. Beckton sack allowed. Uh, reach feet. Yeah. Again, I just want to see him be more consistent with getting to set points instead of instead of opening his hips up too early. Um, that's that's some of his problem is with with his feet is he he tends to to open and allow guys to just work to the hands, not the feet. Where whereas at, at this point, if he was to vertical set and stay square to the line of scrimmage and and split the outside foot to him, not even technically like you could you could gain depth and still have still have space like you don't have to you don't have to take an aggressive 45 degree set to split them like you could split them on a, on a on a vertical and instead of opening your hips up and here you'd be square um and now when you shoot your left hand now you're now that punch is working under from the ground and under your hips whereas instead when you open your hips now you're just working against the hands you're not working against the hips so that's the issue here is his feet and then he reaches for contact so this is not a good base, obviously. It's almost standing straight up. There's not really there's not really a lot of force in the ground generated here. Again, not working under his hips or through his whole body, working through the ground force. Um, Garrett it obviously, you know, swipes the hands away, whatever, uh, uh, chops it, whatever he does right there. I can't really see. Um, Benz gets in on the sack. So that's because of his feet and his hands. Uh, Garrett is – I. I um, is he the best edge rusher in the league? I, I can't, uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of a guy who I'd be m more fearful to play. Not Von Miller anymore, not Mac. Uh, Chandler Jones was, is one of them, but he's getting a little bit older. Um, 
Bosa, no. The other Bosa, no. Yeah, I think Garrett's probably the best pass rusher. Uh, obviously, Donald, him and Donald, I think, are the two most like freaky good pass rushers. I'm not sure what the stats are from this year, but off the top of my head, those are the two best in the league, um, interior and exterior. Becton allows hit. Okay. Again, similar type of thing. Um, this is a little bit hard because, again, Garrett's a he's a freak, man. How quick he gets off that ball. Even if he stumbles, he gets up so quick. Ideally, again, you 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 don't want to see him open. You, you want to see him gain some more depth. So you want to see a little bit more foot speed right here because once he gets to your level, you, you kind of are forced to open up a little bit because if you're not, you're going to give him a really soft edge. He's going to bend. Um, so you... The only thing I could say is instead of him working, you know, like out a little bit first, he could, he can get a little bit more depth. This is not an easy spot though. Let's be honest. Um, tries to shoot that left hand into the chest and Garrett obviously knows that that, that left hand is coming, um, chops it and just bends. He's a freak. Gets the hand on Darnold. Um, and in my opinion, when I watching this, it, it was a fumble. I believe this is a play. Um, but regardless, he gets the, he gets the uh, the, the pass deflection, chop, hit, whatever. Um, next, we got four more plays with these guys. Fant hit allowed. He's got it. I don't think he's going to change it now. Again, I think he's a decent right tackle, maybe a little bit above av- or, or below average, but um, his 45-degree sets are, are killing me. He does, he does it too often. 45-degree set, again, he 45-degree sets. Once I get near even with him, he opens his hips. Every time. So guys who know that, good rushers, Olivia Vernon is a good rusher, but they're going to beat you inside or they're going to bull rush a shit out of you. 45 degree sets, once he gets close to him, opens. Right there. So now what's happening is his momentum is going outside. It's going to be easier for the guy to get inside because your momentum is going outside. Uh, Vernon sees that. Again, runs towards him. Angles inside. Double swipe. Beat inside. And, you know, it gets the, the pressure on Darnold. But, again, three-step drop, throw. Um, again, not the best technique. I'm not going to go crazy in Darnold's technique. Done it a lot. Um, younger quarterbacks, we will. Fan hit allowed. Three more. 23, 24. All right. What is this? Sack giving up. Okay. See, not a good, not a good game in pass protection for, for, you know, a lot of the Jets here. Uh, the guard struggled. Um, I'd say McGovern did a decent, a solid job, but the the right guard, right tackle, left guard, left tackle, not the best job. Fan does have a tendency to try to hug guys too. I definitely want to see him get his right hand in, in, into the outer peck a little bit more. Definitely a tendency to hug. Hugs again. If the guy has power, if he has good leverage, um, he's going to bull rush you. And what this hug does is, one, he goes high into the hug. So now he's really high. Vernon has good leverage. And because he opened his, his feet, he opened his hips up. Now he's going outside and he's high. So he's going to bull rush him, get his, hand, get his hands inside, and then angle inside. And because he's now getting thrown outside by both his momentum and Vernon's momentum, he's, it's going to be really hard for him to recover. He gets thrown back right there. Vernon gets inside, sack. Bad hands, bad feet. Um, uh, Becton blocked. This is a good play from Becton, I'm assuming. 
inside zone. Becton at this point does want to hold him outside. Um, inside zone is more of a BA gap run, so you don't you don't want to overshoot this guy. And let him let him penetrate inside because the track is inside. You don't want him to have to bounce outside like that. So he does want to stay more disciplined inside. He does lands the hands right into the chest. Um, if anything, maybe climb a little bit more vertically before before he gets hands on. But he is able to get hands on right into the chest. Extends again works to keep those hands on instead of trying to throw them. Good job with that. See, this is what I'm talking about. Not flashy, but a good block where again, times early this year, tries to throw him. He gets off balance. He shoots across laterally, gets on tackle. So this is a better block than throwing somebody, in my opinion. You know, the throws are great. They look cool, but not ideal. Um, of course, he's a cutback. Obviously the Jets are just allowing the, 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 uh, the uh, the Browns to kind of be aggressive to the play side right here and allow the cutback. Oh, Gore. Oh, yeah. I, don't know, I do want to show that. Gore is – he's decent, like, finding that, that gap for a yard or two, but in terms of explosive plays, um, these are s- – Gore, man, what am I talking about here? Oh, yeah. These are some of the reasons, like, he doesn't he doesn't get those explosive plays. Like, he's just willing to, to get the couple of yards. Um, you'd see, like, a really good running back right here, like a, even, like, a Nick Chubb. Like press up to this to this a gap, let this let this guy uh, let let uh, Elfline get a little bit more uh, you know kind of hands on and then bounce outside. Like he's he's not really gonna bounce runs like that. It's just not his style. But there are guys who who could or would have done that. Twenty four, twenty seven. Okay, more play these guys back then. Elfline blocks like some people. Again, this is the play where like everybody put up a bell fine. Everybody put, and I got like tweets this week of, oh, well, it, do you feel more comfortable? And I'm not shitting on anybody. It's just, you know, I recommend watching. Uh, you know, do you feel comfortable with Elfon as a starter next year? Like he's been playing really solid. Again, it's because one or two people put up one or two plays of him a game, but failed to put up the other 38 or watch the other 38. So Elfline, like here. He, it, it, without even going over the technique, he actually gets a little bit beat up right here. Like he's getting, he's getting thrown around. He, he kind of gets lucky um, that this tackle or the 65 gets off balance because he's in, he's passing right here. And because Donald's so close, he just stays vertical to try to grab him. Like th- that's why he's, he's, he's off balance because of, of Elfline. He did a good, he did a good job with the left hand right here and kind of ripping him forward like that. You see the left hand on the shoulder pad, ripping him forward, but he's just sidestepping to try to get to, to Darnold and Elfline refits his hand and, and throws him. but like impressive. But this whole part is not really impressive. Like he's getting, he's getting ragdolled. He, he looks, he looks like a, like a fish out of water right there. This is the good part though. Rip forward, off balance, get your hands on, circular force, throw them to the ground. Like that's good. So a little bit overhyped for me. Uh, Beckton did a did a, a decent job here too. Um, again, staying more square now. You see, you're saying more square. Lands the left hand with good timing. And now, like, look at the base that we're talking about before before he's straight up into the punch. Now he's a little bit more bend in the knees, a little more power through the ground. Um, the left hand is a little high though. You see how it's on the shoulder pad again. That's not generating as much power as it would be if, if, if it was here on his outer pec. It's just not. It's just physics. Um, but a pretty good job. Spins inside. Donald run, uh, on the run. And I think he scrambles for like a yard right there or whatever it is. 
the number two dud of the game, I put Andrews and Elfline. Again, two guys I don't expect to be here next year. I'm not going to put up plays of them. Uh, the guards, again, a lot, a lot of pressure. Um, Gase is my number one. He will be next week as well. Uh, he'll get fired by the time I do the next show, but he will get the final dud of the year. Um, I just put you waited this long to be to be creative. That's that's all I put. He's he's getting fired in in five days, so I really want to put a lot on there. Um, I'm gonna pause real quick. I'll be back in two seconds. I didn't have to tell you that, guys, or I didn't have to tell you that to you guys, but I gotta pause. All right, moving on. Where was I? Um, oh yeah, getting into the bad from the offense, the bad from the defense. Um, I put Perryman question mark as bad again. People. People are crazy. Um, they see they see one player where he doesn't make a ridiculous catch, and he gets you know uh, you know ridiculed. But then he makes a the catch again a couple of weeks ago against the uh, was that the Dolphins? What what catch that was a ridiculous catch? But let's see. This is the play that everybody's criticizing. Um, I'm not necessarily on the same page as some of the people where oh he gave up on this play. Maybe he could have dove for it, but I I, I think. People think it's a little bit easier to dive when you're running full speed than people think it is. And I think people who are talking about this play are, are not going to point out something that's pretty crucial to what happens here. Um, he runs the post. I, I like Donald taking this taking this deep shot um, here and just trusting him to win deep. I like the location of the ball for the most part. I think people are failing to realize that the contact right here like where in in my mind, like watching this, I try to watch it a couple of times. Again, I'm not spending too much time on the Jets. Like I, I just want to get through the season. But where does he slow down right here? Like he's trying to track the ball. Like can you say maybe he slowed down a little bit right there? But he's he's looking he's looking for the ball. I don't. Maybe he did, but I'm not going to say that's like that's like a hundred percent that he could have. Maybe right there once he's tracking, bump. But like he's trying to get the ball right there. I don't. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe just a touch, like right here. No, maybe he's trying to find the ball. I, I, I don't think that's as bad as a play as some people think it is. Um, obviously, Donald looks at it the whole time. Uh, Better job with his lead foot, a little bit better job stepping. And this is, again, better footwork pointed towards um, maybe a little bit of an overstride right here. Yeah, the, the base is too wide right here. Um, the hallway is pointed. 45 degree. Can't to the shoulders. That's what you want when you're throwing it deep. Um, we're going to have a different time. It's basically so your core has to work. And when your core is tilted like that, when you throw the ball and your arm is coming forward, your core rotates and it allows your, uh, and it makes you kind of work over where it allows you to put arc on that ball. Um, that's just mechanics. But drive off the instep, rotates to the, to the toe, which allows the hip to come through. Um, hip goes through, then the arm. So pretty good mechanics here on the deep ball, actually, from, from Donald minus the overstride. So a little bit of an overstride. Right elbow tight to his body, hand ends up by the face. Again, guys, if they throw their elbow out, 
their arm, you know, you, there's a, you have the midline of the body. So if your arm, if your arm is coming out like this, you're now your release point gets screwed up because your arm tends to come out to a wider angle because everything on the left side of the body kind of has an adverse reaction to the right side of the body. Things we will get into a lot with the other guys. Good deep ball though. Um, did he get gear down? Maybe a little bit, but, and like when you're running full speed like this, like could he have dove? Yeah, but he just worked through contact and he's trying to track the ball. Like maybe he thought he was going to get it. I, I think that's a little bit more gray than people think it is. You know, I, I don't know. That's just how I see it. Uh, other than that, I, I have one more play of him, but I think that's within Donald stuff. Uh, Mims not targeted. A lot of the stuff this last couple of weeks, if you notice like all the throws have been like Ty Johnson, Ty Johnson, Crowder, Crowder, Barrow screen, Barrow screen, Barrow screen. Like they're making it, what I'm telling you, like super, super simple for Darnold, get out into the flat, simple reads, um, and that's why you're seeing like five yards per uh, per uh, throw or whatever. Um, and even this week, like people are gonna hype him up, like oh he didn't throw an interception. If your guy's ceiling, and I'm not sure what his, uh, I do have his stats. If your ceiling and what you think of a, is a good game for Darnold, oh I didn't even put it up here how much yards he has, but like the last two weeks it's like 180 yards, and the week before that was like 200 yards. Um, and this week, 16 for 32, like a 50 completion percentage and having a low yards per, uh, per throw. Like this is what we're happy with. So don't be crazy. Um, Mims not really targeted a lot of short stuff this game. Again, uh, the one throw over the middle, uh, Mims was, it was contested. It got deflected. Um, here he runs the Sutter go, uh, Denzel Ward's a, a pretty solid corner in the NFL and he does a really good job. Um, the release again, he, this is this is a, a gather step that he takes right here, but that's a lot of wasted movement for me still. I still want to see him be more ready. Um, a little bit of like a skip. Gather into a skip outside. Doesn't really threaten the hips. Um, Ward does a good job staying over the top. And a really good job right here, not falling for that. Just really, just really disciplined, knowing knowing that he he doesn't, you know, because he put himself in good position, he doesn't have to uh, gear down so hard to get inside or outside. Like he's he's matching him. Really, really good job right here, staying disciplined, not falling for it. Stays in the hip. Good job by Mims right here, trying to trying to wipe that hand away. Again, um, I thought Mims would have caught this to be honest, but it's like the little pass interferences. That's pretty impossible for him to, to catch this. Um, if you look at, if you look at Ward's right arm, you see how it goes over the elbow and what that's going to do is it's going to pull Mims's right arm down. So then he's pretty much working like one handed and with one hand working away. So the hands are going to widen. So that's why it kind of, it hits him in the hands, but he's not really able to, to get it. And, uh, Oh yeah, I forgot about this too. So he pulls that arm away. And then what else he does too, like this is a really, really good play by, by him, like working through the arms. And then the left hand comes to the, between these hands. Like that's what people say. Like you want to work through the hands if you can't see the ball and he works the arm and then look at his left arm punch up. Like this is impossible for him to make this play. Like this is just, uh, this is elite defensive play. Mims was probably going to catch that if his arm wasn't dragged and he didn't play it like he did. Like great play by, by Ward. It just is what it is. Look at that hand coming through. That's a, that's that that's that is elite DB play right there. I, at least on that one play, really really good play. Um, bad from the defense. I put bless Austin. Uh, I'm just not a fan. 
Uh, bottom of the screen, what I put here. Uh, Cloud turned around, third and three, eyes in backfield. Yeah, this is the, the play where Baker gets pressure, rolls out to the right, rolls back out to the left, finds uh, wh whoever the tight end is. I think it's a tight end. So Austin, right here, allows the release. It's, he's in a cloud, so he's going to allow any release like that. This is his zone. At this point, Baker's scrambling away from him. This is what happens. Like, as a DB, they're rolling away from you. This is kind of just what happens at times. Baker sees nothing he wants to throw. Now, guess what? There's one threat, right? This is your one threat. Match him. Baker rolls out to the, rolls back out. This is the only guy you have to worry about. It's the only guy who's threatening your zone. Austin initially matches him, but allows him to get completely behind him. I don't know what he's doing with his hips right here. Oh, I know why. It's because of because he's widening, but his eyes are in the backfield, not matching the, the only threat he has. Literally, like <laughs> I'm not making this shit up, people. Like this is what I, this is what you see when you're watching Austin. You only have one threat. You're widening out, opening your hips up, not not matching him, running completely past him, and then you don't know where he is because you ran right past him. And now he's completely lost. His his hips are facing to the sideline. It's kind of hard to see right here because it's a high view. Have he's covering nothing. He's running away from the play, or, or running away from the 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 the, uh, the tight end. And even here, when he turns back around and finds it, now his eye and I watched another view. His eyes are back inside right now. Now they're still not even on the tight end, and he lets up a third and three right here. Like look, even at this point, he's like still in the look. You're just a little. He's frustrating. Let me see. This frustrating. Get it behind you. No idea where he's, at, where he's at. Now he sees that Baker's rolling out to him, and his eyes are still. And I'm I'm placing full speed to notice this. As he flips and finds him, now his eyes are on Mayfield. Eyes are on Mayfield. Eyes are on Mayfield. Eyes are on Mayfield. Oh shit! He threw the ball. Now let me get to my threat. Like he is so bad. He's terrible. I I do not like him as a corner at all. Loses him. Eyes in the backfield and. Again, waits to the ball is thrown to try to to to, to work his his off to the threat. Joke. And the reason I don't like him a lot is because he's super cocky, in my opinion. And he and the stuff he did against the Seahawks was infuriating to me. Um, and that really gets you on my shit list. Nearly burned on pump. Okay, bottom of the screen. What seems to be man coverage, you know. Uh, cover it looks like a like a, almost like a like a like a cover zero robber more like where he's looking to rob anything and you have uh whoever this is who is is that may yeah this is may with his eyes in the backfield and staying over top of the tight end may sees that he's going to load up to throw this and may goes into oh shit mode and runs for austin like hell of a job by may recognizing that the ball is not going to his guy just based on you know as, as a you know as a Safety, they actually like they're the good ones. You don't read the eyes, you you read the shoulders and where they're throwing because the eyes can manipulate you. Um, the shoulders and the hips and stuff like that really can't. So good job by May noticing this and getting over top of it. But look at Austin. He breaks inside. What does Austin do? Instead of instead of closing the ground, working to the upfield shoulder, and then looking inside once you get closer, his eyes go inside. He sees Mayfield pump it right here. Just watch that sh that slight shoulder movement right there. He bites on it. Guy's behind him. Now, if May wasn't really aware right here, then guess what? Well, actually, sorry. Never mind. 
if Mayfield put this in the right spot, well, two things. May probably would have made this tackle, but if you didn't have May and a bad play by 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 Mayfield, this is a touchdown. Like in my mind, this is the process versus results. This is a it, like again in my mind a sixty-three yard touchdown that that Austin just gave up on a sluggo because his undisciplined eyes. Um, moving on, Herndon. Uh, good for the offense. Herned in four receptions, 34 yards. Again, nothing brutal uh, or nothing like astounding, but also at the same time, um, not saying out in a bad way, uh, catching the ball when it's to him. So that's a positive. Connor McGovern's another one. I got two plays of him. Stunt pickup. Again, line is sliding to the, to the uh, left right here, at least the center. To the left tackle. It looks like they're probably man blocking. Like he's reading both, and these guys are man blocking one to one, one to one, one to one. Um, the governor notices the stunt coming. Obviously, this is a tip off when he's gonna turn his shoulder and try to pick. Like he notices that this is coming. So as soon as as soon as um, Richardson does this, he's gonna get hands on, stay square, eyes up. Shove to use him as like a push-off point. Does he drop the post? Drops the post. Post foot. Drops into the ground. This is now the new post. This is the kick. Gets hands on and completely shuts down Garrett. Like really good job just with his awareness right here and playing that really well. Nice job. Moving on. More play of him. 26. Covering fan blocks. This is a good fan block, I guess. Zone? Yeah. Okay, so really, really good job by McGovern playing long right here and assisting the left guard. Um, with this guy as almost like a slanted one, he knows he's probably going to penetrate this A-gap hard, so he doesn't want to allow that to happen. So he is going to stay to the first level a little bit longer, um, commit an arm, but while staying square and identifying his, his threat and when he has to go, he has to go. Um, but really good job throwing that arm out. Extension, landing it on the near shoulder, clearly affects him, allowing uh, Elfline to get in better position on him, which he, he, he doesn't really even still get the best position. But good job getting the hand on the shoulder. Works up, not to him, but to cut off his angle and where he knows the run is going, hands on. Good job by by him. Um, good job with Fant. Again, knows the run's going outside. Knows this guy's going to come over the top. Gets his hands on the combo with the, tack, uh, with the tight end. Doesn't overcommit, but throws him outside. Allows him to get inside leverage and then works up to the second level. Drives him. Good job by, by Fant and McGovern. Um, other than that, uh, we got a couple plays of Donald, and that's about really it. Other than a couple like random plays, uh, but I, and again, I put Donald in the good from this game. If you're ecstatic with 50 completion percentage, two open touchdowns, um, that is what it is. Like again, it's it's a, it's a it's a below average game. Like there are some mistakes he made, the the mechanics, some of the mistakes I'll show, um, but overall, it's not enough. Like if you're not going to take Wilson or Fields because of these games, and again, hitching your wagon to a guy 
um, with a new coach, uh, instead of resetting all the clocks, like now you're going to get a relatively new GM with a new coach, new quarterback, instead of, Oh, well here, you know, here, uh, is it take our new quarterback or what I actually no Is it, did he draft Gino his first year? I think he did. So that was, I guess, a new coach, new quarterback or new GM, new quarterback, but that was really Gino coming into Rex and then Bulls inherited Gino. <laughs> yeah. And then Gates inherited Darnold. Like you never had him on the same timeline. Like I think that's what they want to do. And it buys you more time. Again, reset that rookie clock. Darnold is clearly damaged. If you are one of those guys, this is your first episode watching one welcome, but week 16, uh, I'm not sure why you started now, but uh, the film is, it's, it's evident what, what's been happening. Uh, there are factors around him that does not do, do not help him, but if you're absolving him of blame this year, uh, you're, you're absolutely crazy, but let's see. I got like six plays of him, I think. Seven, eight, maybe. Uh, good ball by Donald right here. I like this ball. Uh, really nice location. Again, been, been playing better though. I'm, I'm happier with him these last couple of weeks. All right, sorry. Uh, I'm not going to go crazy with the technique here. Could could use a little work in terms of the lead foot. This is a little bit loose, the, the lead arm. Square to the target. Um, not a ton of follow through that right foot, but regardless, really nice location, like elite location. This is this is as good as it gets. The, the actual where the ball goes. We'll be honest with that. I'm not going to go crazy. He just speed releases to the outside. That's all he does. There's nothing to this speed release swipe. Again, beats his guy or gets gets position on him. Award a freaking hell of a two plays by Ward on these deep balls. So this is a play where oh my god he dropped. This guy's a bum. This guy sucks. Like. It, not all drops are the same. Like it's not Herndon dropping the ball. Like track the ball into his hands, tight elbows. What happens? Ward gets fantastic extension and works with the hands and, and swats the ball out. So like, is this, this, is this a drop? Yeah, sure. But like, you know, how hard this freaking catches the guy punching through your arms like that. Like, come like, yeah, should he have caught it? Sure. But is this an easy play where people are like, oh my God, he's a, like a couple of weeks ago, I was like, oh, well, look at all these plays he could have made with, with Flacco and these touchdowns he could have had. People are like, oh yeah, he's a, he's a good this and good that. Now he has one game where he has this drop, which is more of a deflection, I would say. Um, and now people, oh, I, will, I wouldn't even want him back as a four. Like you're freaking nuts if you think that. Like people are so reactionary from one game to another. It is, it is crazy how fans are. It, it's just, I, I find it like mind numbing. <laughs> I really do. Uh, 15. Okay, this is the touchdown again. Like, great, I guess. But uh, the, the Browns are running zone. And apparently both guys think they should, or whether it be man or zone on this side, I, I forget exactly what this was when I watched it full, full, uh, full go. These two guys look like they're in zone. He looks like he's in zone. So it, unless it's like a combo or like a split coverage where you have like zone and man on different sides. Uh, I'm not sure, but both of these guys think they're widening with the running back. Herndon free release right into the seam and nobody takes them. Neither one of these guys, neither one of these guys. Now, Darnold, this is, this is, this is called a, a 
a Texas concept. Some people call this a Texas wrap, but I call it an angle. I only call it a, I only call it a Texas if you have the seam and and the angle underneath of it. So that's a Texas concept. I don't call it a Texas route. Um, it's a route and a Texas concept, but it's, it's an angle route. So that's his that's his read. Drops back, reads the middle. He's reading the Texas the Texas, which is literally obviously high low, and that's all. That's it. Like that's that. There's nothing overly complex about this. He sees Herndon wide open and throws it to Herndon wide open. Like if you're going to hype that crazily then sure um touchdown okay play sure incompletion that he just threw to perryman fantastic ball much better play than me results are not what we're looking for (laughs) well they are but you know what i mean no matter what people go off the result it's the dumbest thing you possibly do scramble uh drops back play action nothing's open obviously it does not sell the play action we went over that a lot that does not sell anybody that has to be worked on mayfield did a couple on this game nothing open deep getting some pressure wide open gap right here he takes it takes it i think that this linebacker expects him to slide <laughs> that's not what he does and he trucks the linebacker love to see it Fight for those yards, young fella. Love it. Listen, Darwin goes to the NFC. If they trade him, uh, again, people are like, oh, the Steelers, the Steelers, the Steelers. And I do think with the way he's been playing, they're probably going to get a second-round pick from just because of his age and, and the flashes he's shown. If the Jets get a second for him and you get Wilson, you get you know a receiver at, at 26 or whatever, you get an interior offensive lineman at, you know, with, with the 34, you bring in Robinson, you bring in Tooney, like, dude, this offense can be pretty solid. Um and I'll be rooting for Donald wherever else he goes. Like I'm fine with that. He's a good kid. Um, some of the quotes are heartbreaking. Like, oh yeah, I know. I yeah, I could be a good player if I do this and I do that. Like, it is heartbreaking to see. Um, but I'm just not comfortable moving forward with him. And I love them coming out of the draft. Absolutely love them. But the Jets inevitably ruined him. Some of his his own problems that he had in college, he did not get rid of. And I'm just not willing to keep moving forward with him. Not not in this position. Now, if the Jets were at 10 and it's like, okay, we'll take Trask or Donald, okay. Now we have a conversation. But when you're talking about Wilson or Fields, it's still not a conversation to me. Those guys would be top three quarterbacks in every other draft. So whether it be like the 2017 draft or, you know, all, like some there are some people who were saying that Fields would be number one in many other drafts. Do I do I agree with that sentiment? No. Do I think Wilson would be number one or number two or number three in the draft that Donald came out? Yes, I do. Um, there's always those late risers. They come out. Um, I watched this 2019 tape and to be completely honest, again, I'm not a college football guy where that's what I'm paid to do evaluate that stuff. But I don't know why he wasn't talked about more in 2019 because I liked his 2019 film more than I like Justin Fields 2019 film. And I'm not just saying that like that. I'm going to show you this shit on, on, on this, on this computer screen, why I like them more. So I'm not just making that up because everybody's on the, the Wilson hive now. And, um, it was something that I wasn't willing to jump onto. Uh, they, the, the last bowl game he had against whoever that was, or everybody's watching it. They're hyping up everything he did. And I'm like, people got to chill out because they lost on, they lost, lost on Lawrence and now they're trying to attach themselves to somebody, which I think a lot of people do. They, they, how many games of film have these people really watching him? They went to YouTube, type in highlights and saw highlights of him. But watching his 2019 film, like legitimate film that we have, not just YouTube cutups, um, I was impressed. And I, obviously, I'm not sure on people who can't get film. It's, it's something you kind of just have to know somebody to do. Um, so I, I've, I've, I've scouted or did film reviews off of YouTube too. Uh, I, I respect the grind. I'm not, that's not what I was trying to do right there. If you, if you think that's what it is, but, uh, Donald throw on run swing, left foot take. Okay. 
play action, uh, or not a play action, just a well, play action fake, naked to the left. Um, again, rolling out, good job getting vertical, planting off the right foot. And when you're planting, when you're rolling out to, to the left to counteract your balance going over, like you don't want to go, you don't want to, you don't want to lean over your right foot when you're planting off your right foot. So what people are taught to do is to swing that leg out. So when you swing that leg out, you're counteracting your balance to, to get, you know, square. Um, so good job stepping through getting vertical square to your target there's not a lot of like there's a little bit of that hip dissociation where again you're creating the torque right here the hip going forward and your arm going back stepping stepping through and as you step through you want to see that shoulder be back and loaded so it's a good job getting the shoulder back swing it out and i like the location of this so he could have thrown us a little bit earlier, in my opinion. I'm not sure why he waited so long. Maybe he's waiting to see if this guy can get open. I would like to see him throw us the ball a step or two earlier, but good job noticing the leverage, not leading him, throwing a hospital ball, throwing it back so he could sit down on the ball. Good job right there. Twenty-nine, thirty-one, thirty-seven. I got four plays left to him. They're pretty much done. Donald open TD again. I'll put it up, but um, trips bunch you're gonna have these two do uh, two guys push vertical and then inside vertical sits it down works as that as that rub. He's gonna run a post to carry this guy. This is designed right here. This rub concept. Good job by Crowder setting it up, pushing vertical. Not a good job by this defensive back noticing it. This is not a blown defense. It's just not a good play by the corner. And again, this is this is his read. Like this, this he's reading this. He's reading this, and if that's not open, he's probably going to throw this post. And again, he gets the ball there. Is this astounding? It's a wide open touchdown. This should be hit 10 out of 10 times. He does. Touchdown Crowder. You know? So that was his read the full time. And if, and if he did not make that throw, that would be absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal if he did not make this play. Not the best uh, technique again here. Not a lot of strength off of that lead foot. When it's pointed to when he rotates this, it kind of comes inside. So not a lot of uh, strength in his base. Touchdown, but let's see. Yeah, this is this is not a good this, this play I don't like from him. Uh everyone cover one robber. Cover one. He sits it down, snag, hook, stop, whatever you want to call it. Thrones reading the right side. Again, with his his eyes are inside right here. I'll show you from the other view. Um, I would like to see him notice. Okay, he's breaking inside. His hips are to the outside. I would like to see a smooth hitch up in the pocket, step up in the pocket, fire it. 
step up in the pocket, fire it. But he kind of he gets panicky. Like you could see this is where he gets affected. Like the bad offensive line the first couple of years might have affected him a little bit. But this is a pretty clean pocket. Like all you gotta do is step up. A nice, a nice step up in the pocket, hitch up in the pocket, you know, continue to work your feet, wide a nice wide base, so so you don't you don't overstride, throw the ball inside. But he gets panicky. See that? Like that just this little bit of panickiness makes him completely reset his feet, then throw. And that's why he almost gets jumped by the robber. Again, you 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 see you see him read it like you see him reading Crowder, but he 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 panics a little bit. Like once he starts getting a little bit of pressure, he's just not smooth. Like look at his feet. You we want to see more smoothness and just a smooth hitch up in the pocket. It's a reset. Gets it to him, but it's almost an interception. It's just because of that that panic. Uh, okay. Two more. Oops, sorry. Two more plays of Donald. Diamond release by Perryman. It's actually a good route. Three step to the outside. Work underneath. People call that a diamond. I refer to it as a diamond as well. Perryman on the top. Let's see. Hop step. One, two, three, or four. That's really like that first step doesn't really count, kind of, but hop step one, two, three. Underneath. Darnold. Bad location. He puts it way too far out in front of, of Perryman. He gets open, but Darnold doesn't hit him. Again, more of a step in the bucket, lateral. Doesn't drive to that back foot. There's not a lot of, there's not really a lot of, uh, like as that foot plants, his, his shoulders are already coming forward. So the timing is off between the, the strike of the front foot and the shoulders, the, the hips not really disconnected from the, from the upper body, um, leads to inaccuracy and it's almost picked off. Okay, let's see. Uh, Donald move throw. Okay, so this is a good throw, I guess. Oh, yeah, this is okay. So, again, reading the field, uh, you have Fant getting bull rushed because he takes a 45-degree set and, again, opens and his chest is open, which he typically does. Needs tighter hands, needs better footwork. Gets bull rushed. Donald gets his – I like how he gets his hand out right here, the, the awareness for that. Works uh, works past it, keeps his eyes downfield, finds uh, Herndon and hits him. You know, not nothing crazy, but overall, again, right right foot driving more towards the target, left foot swing, left arm tight. Good job that just maintaining your maintaining your balance, maintaining your midline. Arm comes over the top, elbow comes through and at your target. Follow through, square. Good job. Good job with the release on that ball in the run. That's what he's more natural at is I'll throw on the run. Um, good from the defense. I put I put Hay, uh, Hager in here. Um, again, like undrafted, you know, whatever, practice squad guy, signed off the street, 10 tackles, one tackle for loss. I uh, hate to go back by that for linebackers, but again, uh, I'll just put him in here because he made a couple of nice plays as a guy you know, starting his first game for the Jets. Like, you know, positive. Like, like can pink and, and, and Cam next year for a spot. Like, why not? I was impressed with him overall um, re- relative to expectations. Again, 
reads the uh, reads the the front right here. Notices all the steps to the right, sees the wide at the wide open um, B gap, and just attacks it. He's he just, just just quick to pull the trigger, quick to pull the trigger. Doesn't allow any of the combos to get to him. Works his way, tackle for for loss on 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 Chubb. Like this is really early, early into the game. Like good job, like good confidence in his eyes right there. Like so early into like you know being on draft. I don't know how young he is or whatever, but good job just trusting his eyes right there and shooting that gap. I like that play. And then this next play is probably if I had to pick the play of the game, this is probably the nicest play of the game. Um, I just put Hager Dam. I, I think this is the best play. Right here, I believe the left guard works up to him and he just drops him. Or sorry, the right guard works up to him. Right guard works to him. He shuffles to get uh, in the in you know to to not contest, but again you know to try to position himself to the running back's track. Right guard, hands inside, throw he he freaking pops him and launches him. Like just watch like I'm not trying to get into everything crazy right here, but like watch him just pop this guard. Crazy, that is awesome. The power the power right there is really nice. Load up, hands inside extension, keeps his eyes up, finds the running back and another run stuff. Awesome. Moving on. Is there anything else? Um, Braden Mann, five out of seven punts were inside the 20-yard line. He's been okay this year. He's been solid this year. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed with him overall. I thought he'd be a little bit better than he is. Punting the ball is punting the ball, but he's he's been he's been decent. Like he, I think he's a decent punter. I think he can still improve, obviously. Two more plays left. Um I did want to just show this just because I actually want it's a, it's a good Becton block. And uh, even though I don't love how much he's being used this year, you have to, you, have to, you know, congratulations to Gore, 16,000 yards, only the third running back to reach that mark um, in NFL history. So uh, this, this is the run that got him there. Um, good job by Becton. That zero step, right hand underneath, good leverage for his size. So he gets good leverage for his size. He just needs to work on his hand placement um, and, and in, uh, in his sets extension maintain contact look how much better this is like he got better at run blocking this is he did not do this earlier he'd, he'd go here and try to launch him somebody told him about that i guarantee you maintain contact run him outside look how much movement he just creates right here on this uh like mid outside zone this almost this almost looks more like outside based on the track but really good job moving him outside literally throwing that guy outside Gore picks up what through whatever it was, three, four yards and 16,000 yards for Gore. And I think he's right at 16,000, like literally 16,000 on the dot. And uh, now he's injured. So he might retire after this year. He might be, he might be done now. He got a 16,000. Now he could, now he can walk out. Um, the last play of the game I did want to show. And this is something I'm going to start talking about more because I think it's, I'm not just being a biased Jets fan. Like I'm really not. Um, again, I always bring up the Austin Safarian Jenkins. Everybody said that it was a touchdown. Um, the one in the back right corner, not the one in the front left corner against the 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 uh, the Patriots. I think it was the one back right corner. It was against the Patriots or the Panthers or whoever it was. I didn't think it was a touchdown. Everything's a touchdown. I tried to be biased, but these these two calls, the roughing penalties versus no roughing penalties. Darnold throws the ball. Verndon sees he's going to throw. It takes one, two, three step, extends the arms, gets hands on, and and th- and pushes Darnold to the ground. 
Let, right? Like it's not brutal. Who cares? You know, uh, I think it's soft. Like this should be allowed regardless. Kind of like if you're going to throw a ball in the defensive end's face, like he should be allowed to pop you a little bit, like the the early days. But in the NFL rules now, taking taking these extra steps, one, two, three, extension, throws them to the ground. Pen- no penalty. Nothing here. Nothing's called. Refs right there. Fadokasi. Now, May- Mayfield throws his ball. He's in. He's in. He's on that first step. That that. Uh, Vernon took. So Vernon took one while he was throwing the ball. One, two, three, push, no fail. Fadakasi, one step as he's throwing it, arms out, tries to not drive to the ground at all, no extension, nothing, penalty. How in the in the freaking hell is this a penalty? One step, bump. Maybe it's because of the helmet to helmet. Like his face mask is up though. Oh man, the uh, the 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 refs are like I can I can, I put a, a reel together. The penalties that were not called on the Jets this year for like for like uh, roughing the passers versus ones that were called against them, and it's ridiculous. Like this is this is not a roughing the passer. One, two, three. Like nope, that's fine. This, yep, no doubt about it. <laughs> ridiculous. Um, that's it. Um, Jets at Pats. I'm not going to go over the game. I, I, uh, I'll give my, my score prediction roster. I don't care. Jets let's win. I'm fine with that. Perrine's out for COVID. I think Greg Van Roten and Lewis are coming back. Um, should be interesting. Uh, pick them time. Um, let's see. Last week I picked the Browns. They lost to the Jets, obviously 23 to 16. I picked the Colts who were up a big on the Steelers. The Steelers came back in the fourth quarter. Uh, Steelers won 28 to 24. I picked the Texans. The, they, they lost to the Bengals at home, uh, 37 to 31. I picked the Chargers. They beat the Broncos at home, uh, 19 to 16. I picked the Eagles on the road against the Cowboys. The Cowboys won 37 to 17. I picked the Seahawks at home against the Rams. The Seahawks won 20 to 20 to nine. Um, and now Goff might be injured. Apparently he wasn't playing good that game either. Again, Goff is overrated. Uh, I think if McVay had an actual quarterback, he would have won that Super Bowl last year, and uh, they would be a much better team. I think Goff is trash, to be honest. Um, I picked the Packers. They beat the Titans 40-10. to 10. Uh, The Titans are, have been underperforming against some good teams, um, but that leads me to that. I think I was 3-4 and four this week. Update on the standings. Uh, Danny separated himself two games from Kyle this week, 62-30. Uh, and 30. Kyle in second place at 60 and 32. Matt in third place at 57 and 35. I'm in fourth place at uh, 55 and 37. Marcus and Vinny are tied in fifth place at third or 57 or sorry, 53 and 39. Kid came and read. Uh, Rob is at seventh place and had a awful week. I am sorry, Rob, but you went 0 for 7 this week. That is brutal. Um, now you only have a one game on Tom, uh, one game on Tom or one lead game on Tom. You're at 46 and 46. Tom's at 50 or sorry, 45 and 47. Getting said, I've been getting like three hours of sleep every night. Uh, this week, um, I have the jets winning. I'm picking the jets the first time of the year. I'm, I'm going to pick them. They're in disappointment, but the jets are going to win 24 to 20. I'll say 24 to 20 jets. Uh, get that meaningless win, and maybe now they're going to extend Gase. It's not going to happen. Don't worry. Um, Cowboys at Giants. Giants have been playing like trash. The Cowboys are fighting for their playoff lives and been putting it together a little bit. I'm going to pick the Cowboys. 
Um, the six and nine Vikings at the five and ten Lions. This is just for pride. Um, I'm gonna take the Vikings. I think they're a better team. Even the Lions have it hard. They're really spotty. They're kind of hard to predict at times. Um, these next couple of games are kind of like iffy because I don't know who's like benching their stars and stuff like that. The twelve and three Steelers at the ten and five Browns. If the Steelers, this is how I'm gonna pick this. Like if the Steelers play their starters, I'm picking the Steelers. If they don't, I'll pick the Browns. But it will be hilarious if the Browns. Uh, with their first like ten win season, aren't going to make the playoffs because they lost to the, to the oh it or the the one in fourteen Jets, the one in thirteen Jets or whatever. Um, but I'll take the I'll take the Steelers for now. Again, subject to change. Uh, the ten and five Dolphins at the twelve and three Bills. Again, subject to change. If they bench their starters, I'll pick the Dolphins, but just Bills straight up. Um, if they don't, um, and the Dolphins, I think if they lose and the Colts win, they'll be out of the playoffs, which again would be nice to see. Um, I don't want the Dolphins to make it. I don't like the Browns. I, I just, I don't like their fans. Um, they were really humble for a while, but once they got like Odell and all that stuff, and they had like a, a seven win season, they started talking a lot of shit, which I did not like. Be humble. Um, and they're not even like, what have they done? Um, the eight and seven Cardinals at the nine and six Rams, the Cardinals are going to try to play spoiler. I don't know if they can make the playoffs still. I think they might be able to, and the Rams are going to fight to make the playoffs. They lost a couple games in a row. Now um, they need to win this game. Um, I'm going to take the Cardinals. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the Cardinals. I think the Rams are falling apart. Um, the Rams were hyped up to be one of the best teams in the NFC a couple of weeks ago now is going to miss the playoffs. Um, the 12-3 and three Packers at the 8-7 eight, eight and seven Bears. I think the Bears win. They're in the playoffs, which is crazy. Um, the Rams are the sixth seed maybe, and the Bears are the seventh. So if the Bears win and the, and the Rams lose, maybe they go to – the sixth and the Cardinals, maybe the Cardinals get in. I, I I forget how that works, but I'm still picking the Cardinals. I'm picking the Packers if they play their starters. Again, also bit to change. You guys can send me those messages too, like subject to change. Uh, just m- make sure you email me before. Like you can't say subject to change after they lose. You gotta you gotta pay attention a little bit. The second to last game, the seven and eight Raiders at the five and ten Broncos. Uh, I'm gonna take the Raiders. Uh, the six and nine Skins against the or at the four ten and one Eagles. Um, Dwayne Haskins just got released. I'm not even sure who's starting for them uh, this game, but Haskins, wow, like second year, uh, first round pick as a quarterback. And uh, this is what happened to him. He got cut. Um, he's not a good leader, all that stuff. He not Didn't handle himself well in Washington. I'm going to take the Eagles. Um, the Redskins are falling apart a little bit. I think the Cowboys end up winning this week. And uh, yeah, Cowboys, Giants. So if the Cowboys win and the Redskins lose, the Cowboys are in the playoffs at seven and nine. But I know that if the Redskins lose, if the Redskins lose to the Eagles, the Cowboys, Giants games is for the division and for the playoffs. Now, if the Giants, so if the Cowboys win, who has the who has the heads up? I don't I don't know. I know I know if the if the Skins lose, the Cowboys are are if they beat the Giants and the Giants are if they beat the Cowboys. I'm not sure what happens if the Cowboys win and the Redskins win. Um, I can, I can obviously look up real quick. I'm sure people don't really care, but that'll be interesting to watch that that little interconference battle or inter interdivision battle. Uh, so to recap, I took the Jets over the Pats. I took the Cowboys over the Giants. I took the Vikings over the Lions. I took the Steelers over the Browns. I took the Bills over the Dolphins. I took the Cardinals over the Rams. I'm taking the Packers over the Bears. I'm taking the Raiders over the Broncos, and I'm taking the Eagles over the Skins. That is it. Um, don't forget, Monday night, 6 o'clock, live stream with myself and Kyle Smith. Call in, comment, YouTube, whatever. Talk about coaches. We'll talk about Donald. We'll talk about options. We'll talk about how I'm going to blame uh, Kyle for, for losing his Trevor Lawrence because of his confidence. Um, we're talking about a lot of things. Appreciate everybody for listening. 
Um, and I'll see you in a couple of days. 